This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. Grab your copy of the Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 ads and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug. I love movies probably more than ever. And this is Doug Loves Movies coming to you once again from just a few more weeks and we can go back to normal with another Homes Alone edition. It's Sunday, March 7th, 2021. And uh, while some people were be wearing avides, I booked three terrific guests, Jen Kirkman, Weird Al Yankovic, and returning champ, Frank Conniff. Hey, everybody. Hey, Doug. Hi. Hi, Doug. Hi. Uh, let's say hello to everybody uh, individually, starting with 
Jen Kirkman is here. Hey, hey. And I still haven't watched that movie you recommended on this very show. Oh, Twelfth Man. Again, if you're not a war movie guy, it's not for you, but it's more of a solo survival in the woods movie. I kind of, you know, anyway. Yeah, well, that's the funny thing about it is that, like, uh, you, you know, you're kind of touching on simultaneously two genres that aren't, I'm not necessarily that into war and one guy trying to do, you know, trying to get out of a, uh, situation you know once I saw Robert Redford trying to fix a you know the boat he was in for two hours I was like I I'm out on these yeah yeah I wonder <laughs> I feel like it, because of your resistance to it the way I am with certain genres as well that you may end up loving it but I I, I have no stake in it I don't yeah. care either way no I know I just like I think it's it's fun it's funny it's fun that you recommended like what I, I you know arguably like a guy movie yeah, yeah. I don't want to watch it. Um, but I, you know, I still probably will someday because I, it is supposed to be very good. I just wish, does he have like a Wilson? Because like that saved Castaway. Oh, yeah. He's not alone. He had a volleyball to talk to. Yeah, no, he's not alone like that. He has people that, that are hiding him. So he's oh, never okay. alone on screen more than three to five minutes. But it's oh, his, okay. he's the only one running. Everyone else is innocent or, you know what I mean? He's, yeah. he's being hunted by Hitler, but no one else is. Well, here's another one that's pure torture. There's a movie called the, I think it's called The Hunted with Willem Dafoe. And he plays a hunter who sets extremely intricate little traps for different kinds of animals. And you got, God bless him for learning how to make these traps, but you watch Willem Dafoe make these traps in real time. It is the most, it's one of the most boring things ever. Oh, I could just watch a YouTube video if I want that kind of boredom. <laughs> I could just watch some ASMR stuff if I want to want even mess <laughs> with a you know, movie that kind of has a story. Yeah. But thank you for coming back, Jen. Sure. It's always great to uh, have you. And um, whatever you recommend today, I promise I might watch it. <laughs> well, this now this is more. Um, you don't have to. Do, you don't have to do it right now. I just. I, I'm just. Oh, saying, later. Okay. Yeah. Later yeah. In the show. Very soon in the show. We're just going to meet everybody first. Meet and greet. Meet and greet. Yeah, because we got to say hello to Weird Al Yankovic, everybody. Dog, how are you, man? Dude, uh, have you kept track? You, I was talking to you before the show, and you said that you heard us playing. Uh, the oh yeah sunshine game right and uh i have a question that's uh similar for you about how your music has been used in films do you know how many movies and tv shows you have songs in according to uh imdb i not off the top of my head but i'm hoping that you'll tell me right now <laughs> no i was hoping you knew oh, <laughs> um it's uh, 85 what? Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't seem possible. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> 85 movies or TV shows? What? I don't. And TV. So I don't know, you know, like. Wow. Well, I'm impressed. What's your favorite use of one of your songs in, you know, in a movie that you had nothing to do with creatively? Oh, off the top. You know, uh, it's not not a movie, but they, they used um, another one rides the bus in the uh, season opener of one of the seasons of uh, The Walking Dead, which and it made absolutely no sense. And I, I loved it because it was just so random and completely stupid. <laughs> Were they in a bus? 
No, he was. I don't, you know, I, I, I can't tell you really what, what the context was, but uh, he, uh, the, one of the protagonists in the show uh, was in bed and he, he hears another one rides the bus from another room. It, it was just, it, it, I don't really well, understand why. I get it. I remember now. Do you? It was a fantasy sequence where he was imagining life with this woman uh, if, you know, if the zombie thing was over. So like in a perfect world, all you really hear yeah. is weird Al music. Is that the basic gist of it? Basically <laughs> it is that if, you know, once everything's perfect, that's how you're going to start your day. <laughs> that's the only option. <laughs> weird Al 24 seven. <laughs> I mean, no offense, but I hope it's at least the whole catalog. I don't want to hear that one. Alone. <laughs> I don't want that to be the only well, one. We'll have to wait and see what Utopia is really like. Because that's what I like about a lot of your parodies, is you have fun with songs that I you know, did not like to begin with. And then somehow you know, it, um, it turns you around on both your version and theirs. So suddenly you like it all. I've heard that a lot about like like uh like the 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 blurred lines parody that I did. People kind of like hearing a version that's not quite so rapey. Ninety seven percent less. Um, also joining us today, the winner from last week's intense competition because his one of his own cohorts was uh, on the program as well. It's TV's Frank, Frank Conniff. Hey, Doug. Hey, Thanks man. for having me back. I'm honored that you had me ask me to come back. Well, what has this week been like for you? Like, I, I know what it used to be like when I'd win on that midnight and I'd be like champion of the internet for like 24 <laughs> hours. It was just incredible. Like how much did you ever oh. walk anywhere on your own or were you lifted and carried everywhere you needed to go? No, any um, exhilaration I felt from uh, winning on your show was overcome by the resentment I still have that I was never on at midnight. So. Yeah, I can hear that. I have, uh, <laughs> there's so many, I have a list of shows I've never been <laughs> on, a list of resentment shows, but um, here you are. Yeah. It's great to be here. Two time guests, possibly uh, a winner today. And this, here's a weird question. This is kind of mm -hmm. like from my other show, wide world at Doug's where we discuss people's names and I uh, would love to have, you know, all of you over on that show. But uh, has anyone ever slipped and called you Frank Conniff Jr.? Uh, no one has, even though I am a junior. My, my dad, I am a namesake of my dad. So then uh, it wouldn't be a slip. It would be accurate. It would be accurate. It would be absolutely accurate to uh, call me that. But uh, I, um, I didn't, uh, I don't use it. Um, uh, in my name, so it's it's it doesn't come up often. But, I'd try uh, it if I were you uh, for like you know if you ever make a reservation ever again. Well, as I've uh, as I've said before on social media, my, my dad is the cool Frank Conniff. My dad, it was a journalist. My dad is a Pulitzer Prize winner, and uh, he was pretty awesome. So, if you want to get a cool Frank Conniff, I'm not the one. He's the one. <laughs> He would get booked on at midnight. Oh, oh, oh totally. And, and he was actually on a lot of um, shows. Um, uh, he, uh, he was on Meet the Press a lot in the 50s and on uh, and on quiz shows, too. So, yeah, he would he would, <laughs> he would he would he would crush that shit if he were around right now. 
Well, that's probably what, you know, is that uh, explain, you know, because you have, you're very, um, you know, adept at a political satire and you've been uh, pretty clear about your uh, political positions, but it's usually in a very, very humorous way. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, well, I try to be, I mean, I don't, I don't consider myself any kind of um, uh, expert on anything, but when I do have opinions and when I express them, I think uh, the only way for me to do it is to express it humorly, humorously. That's the way that that justifies it. Because, um, like I said, I'm not, I'm not the, I'm not a policy expert or anything. I just have opinions on things. Yeah, I mean, some things seem pretty, you know, pretty simple. And then when people don't understand, mm -hmm. and when you have people that disagree with you, you know, a joke is a good way to, you know. Yeah. So that's how I try to uh, try to express it. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you try to write a joke, it just comes out, you know, F you, everybody. But, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> those are actually some of my biggest um, successes on Twitter, like the uh, the Senator um, uh, Cinema who voted against the um, uh, relief package. And, yeah. and, and she just did a tweet about let's support our frontline COVID workers. And, and I just wrote, fuck you. And that got a gigantic, <laughs> when I, whenever I do those kind of, they, they, they I, I can write the best joke ever. And they don't get as many likes and retweets as when I just write that. No, it's cathartic. Like people yes. might see it. Uh, you know, politicians that are, you know, ruining everybody's lives, like to sit around and talk about decorum and, you know, yes. and swear. And it's just like, come on. It's more serious than that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not about Dr. Seuss right now. No. Uh, <laughs> Jen, now is the time for you to recommend oh. a motion picture. All right. That I might watch. Well, the irony is last time, as you say, I kind of recommended a guy movie. With this movie, I'm recommending, now again, I don't think it's the world's best movie, but I'll tell you, I'll explain why I got a kick out of it, called I Am Woman. Have you heard of it? I heard of it. I watched it like, uh, you know, opening day practically. Oh, really? Did you like it? No. Yeah, it's not great. But it's also, <laughs> for the listener, now this is what's interesting is, is I've always known of the song I Am Woman by Helen Reddy. Uh -huh. And I had a preconceived notion about it, that it was not authentic or organic, that some music industry executive said, hey, that women's crap is real popular here, or honey, and wrote a song and she sang it. Yeah. I had no idea how authentic it was that she wrote it. It really did sort of uh, go hand in hand with the beginning of the women's movement, blah, blah. So that was interesting. And I, but what was funny is it's on Netflix and it doesn't say the Helen Reddy story. It just says a single mom gets a record contract. And I was like, you know, I need something mindless to watch. I'll, I'll throw this on. And so I just thought it was weird. It wasn't billed that way. But what I liked about the movies, I really like, of course, I don't know anyone's name, but the guy in it who played her husband, he's also on that show Pose. And he plays like a straight business guy who, has sex with the um, trans prostitutes secretly at night. And he's just a good actor anyway. So he's in the movie and he plays her husband um, who's a record executive and he's got a drug problem. So it's just like fun. And I love seventies period pieces, but what was interesting about it, what, what I wish they would make a movie about is her, this woman, Helen Reddy in real life, her best friend was a woman named Lillian Roxon, who was the first, not female rock critic, the first rock critic. And she is like the reason that bands like the New York Dolls and, and to some extent Bowie uh, were 
taken seriously because she would go hang out at Max's Kansas City, New York and and write about bands. And she just kind of made up that job. Um, and she wrote the first rock encyclopedia. No one had ever done that. But she died really young of asthma in 1973. So that that industry became really male dominated uh, I think had she lived longer and younger women could have mentored under her, it would have been a totally different world, you know? Um, but as it stood, she was the first and only, she was forgotten, then men took it over and then it was hard for women to break in. So I was really intrigued by her character and I'd love to see um, maybe a documentary on her, but um, but it was a fun watch because, you know, I, I'll watch anything with uh, that has a lot of 70s furniture. <laughs> well, now I'm... Now I'm confused because when you first brought it up, I thought you were talking about that recent movie called I'm Your Woman. Oh, that one. I, that one I did see. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what that is. I was saying I didn't like and I didn't. Oh, I, well, I didn't, I'll, I'll let me speak up for that because I like that one. I, I like that one. I didn't hate it, Frank. I just thought that um, it, it just the trailer made it look like it was going to be like stylish and exciting. And instead it was just sort of, you it's know. a slow, it's a slow burn, but, yeah. but, uh, but I thought it was very good. It's a very slow burn. And I, I've, I'm on record as saying I'm not really a slow burn guy, but. In some <laughs> cases, the, oh, I didn't the, see the that. It's so good. Like, have you ever seen blue ruin? No, I haven't. No. It's very slow burn, but, but the payoff is so good that you're like, Oh, I'm glad I hung out through the burn. Uh, but, but so Jen, the movie, yeah. the Helen Reddy movie, Yes. You were talking about is called I am woman. I am woman. It's on Netflix. And honestly, if you like a biopic, I think you'll love I, it. And I'll, uh, I'll absolutely yeah, check it out. The woman who plays her is real, real cute and sings really well. You know, um, when you have these biopics and, and the actor ends up singing people's songs, I'm always like, it's, it's not as good. Um, I thought she was just as good. Maybe because I'm not a huge Helen Reddy fan. It didn't bother me, you know. Um, <laughs> but I just thought, you know, any kind of biopic where I learn something, it, it can't be that bad, you know. It's like a fun little made-for-TV movie. I probably wouldn't go see it in the theater, but watched yeah, it at home. I'm just a little worried that I've already learned everything that I would learn if I watched it just from what you just told us. Uh, probably, yeah. Well, yeah. So <laughs> I'll, put this right, I'll put this right after that war movie on my list. <laughs> Uh, all right, Frank, do you have uh, something hot and fresh to recommend? Um, I do have something fresh because it's, it's a very current movie. And it, um, uh, I just happened to see it like two nights ago. And it, um, it's a film some people might know about because it, it won a Golden Globe Award, um, which is a meaningless award, but still it won. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, um, but I, I thought it was great. It was a nomad land uh, with uh, Francis McNorman. And, and, but in a way it's kind of passive aggressive for me to recommend it on this show, having just talking about you not liking slow burns. Because yeah. it's a very, it's, uh, it, it doesn't even describe it to call it a slow burn because it's, and it's almost, it's almost a plotless movie sort of, I mean, there's a plot, but it's really very character driven and uh, uh, very much about the atmosphere of it, of, of about a woman whose who's entire town, and it's a true story, her entire town is closed down because the factory was closed down. And she just lives out of her van traveling around the country. And, and there's a lot of non-actors in it who are all really good. 
And um, um, I was just very taken with it. And I thought it was really, really good. I do want to watch it, but that uh, it's one that's like when there's a fun movie or that movie that I choose. (laughs) Well, I I think if there'd been a fun movie, I would have, I would have picked that, but it was, uh, I had to wait uh, like WandaVision wasn't on for another night. So, so I had to watch it, but um, it it was, uh, um, uh, it's something I would recommend. Um, uh, Very uh, poetic, um, lyrical, um, uh, movie, which that might not be a big recommendation to some people, but, um, uh, it's just visually and emotionally very powerful. And, um, I'm, I'm giving it my, uh, despite the fact that it won a golden globe award, see it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Can we even call this show Doug Loves Movies when he's just in the first 10 minutes named three entire genres? Oh, yeah. He doesn't like. I don't like slow burn. I don't like war. I don't like one man by himself. I mean, I'm, I'm scared that you're saying that slow burn and a guy alone are genres, but. Um, I know. I, I heard myself say it and I said, Jen, you will not get away with that. But the war movie one, the war movie one is a genre. And I do have to say that it's lower on my list. But, you know, the great war movie, you know, a great movie is a great movie. You know, I just right. have to be coerced into seeing it. I've seen lots of great war movies. I just, it's not a genre I seek out, especially in, in, in my current emotional state, uh, which is, you know, shared by all of us. <laughs> um, you know, I want, I, want, I want to see things that are fun, you know, but I, I do get in the dirt sometimes with some dramas and really cry it out. And I feel like that's another thing about Nomadland is I do think it would be an emotional experience it is but 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 in a way there's because i i totally get what you're saying about wanting to see fun movies and i've been so um um grateful uh especially during the pandemic i've been so grateful to escapist entertainment i I, i've been so grateful to movies that just take me out of myself and 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 where i can just have fun and just enjoy myself but i think there's for me at least there's also um uh, a case of where you where you're going through something um uh that's emotional and then you see a movie that's emotional and and it kind of reflects where you are and and that can be a catharsis as well it's not an escape it's kind of you're kind of a filmmaker is is using her artistry to to have you look at kind of um, a, a somber situation and a very melancholy uh, situation um, and, and dealing with, with issues of aging and, and, uh, and isolation and stuff like that. And, and if it reflects on you, that can also be um, uh, uh, something that's very valuable, I think, at least for me. Yeah. It sounds like uh, yeah, that's a, thing i love about movies is the yeah it's so personal to everybody and uh but yet you know some movies strike a chord with all of us but all of us have you know we all have our movies that i, I love to get into that on this show a little bit is like you know what's the movie that you love that the, the world doesn't you know because everybody's got examples mm. of that most of them are because they were you know nine the first time they saw it right right <laughs> you know the impressionable you seems to be a big a big factor. I want to recommend just because he's sitting right here. I, uh, you know, 
because I knew you were going to be on Al, I decided to watch uh, UHF. Oh no. <laughs> I, dude, it is, I, I just, it, it, you know, really made me happy. I really enjoyed it. And the thing I wanted to ask you about it specifically is especially at the end of the movie was Kevin McCarthy. Is that his name? Uh, that's one of the actors of the movie. Yes. Yes. Is he, I just want, you know, there's so many McCarthy's and they're all terrible. I want to, don't want to, <laughs> um, but this particular McCarthy's a great actor and, uh, you know, like original body snatchers, I think. Right. And, right. Um, yeah. And, uh, so, but he's, you get him to give such an over the top, you know, villain, silly performance that he falls apart at the end as they often do. Uh, was he having fun? He was having the best time. I I, I wish uh, we could have had some of these takes uh, in the deleted scenes, but every time you do like some really angry, over-the-top, blustery uh, line reading and the director would say cut and he would just start laughing. He, just, he was having the best time. He, just, <laughs> he, he enjoyed just playing it like so much larger than life. Yeah, he really throws himself into it. And, and also in, in his defeat, like the sobbing at the end is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's not a subtle movie. So, so he was he was fine playing extremely broad. Yeah, but you get he's like sobbing and you get to like casually walk by like, what's his problem? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so do you have something to uh, recommend for us? Oh, you know, uh, uh, ironically, even though I haven't left the house in a year, I haven't watched a whole lot of movies. But uh, one recently, and I, I, you must have seen this because literally every single person uh, on my Twitter feed was raving about this, which which meant, meant I had to watch it um, in and of itself. Have you seen yes. that? Yeah. So I, that I, 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 I'm sad to say that I have not seen uh, the movie version of it yet. Uh, oh, oh, you saw the original uh, production? I saw the show, uh, I like to say three and a half times. Wow. Because in the show that at one point he asked for an audience volunteer and that person gets uh, kicked out and, and they have to come back the next right. night. And so the first uh, you know, time I saw it, I only saw the first half and then left to be the, because I was the volunteer and I came back, saw the whole thing the next night. And then I saw it two more times after that. And I still don't know how he does any of the tricks. I still find the monologue itself to be mesmerizing. And, uh, you know, it's, it's poetry and magic and, and it really stays with you. I'm, I'm so jealous. So you got to be Mr. Tomorrow for one performance. Yes, and this is this is scary. They, they he filmed that particular show. I guess he probably filmed all of his shows, uh, but he uh, told me that I could watch. You know that he would show me the footage of me on stage with him, and I ha I haven't taken him up on it because I I have such great memories of it. I think if I watched it, I would you know judge. You know, I I just rather remember it the way I. I remember it. Right, right. Adlon and Jason Alexander both happened to be in the audience that night. And they both were, especially Pamela was so nice to me afterwards. Like I, it's strange how the laughs I got during my segment with him, because right? it's not a funny show really. Right. <laughs> but the audience was, they enjoyed my time on stage and so did I. So I don't, I don't want to see it. I don't think. Really? Okay. I mean, it's uh, it's really uh, Frank Oz uh, directed uh, the uh, the film version, and I thought he I, I didn't see the original production in New York, but I, I have to uh, assume that he really captured 
uh, as well as he could the experience. I mean, you know, for 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 doing a film version of an uh, of a one person, you know, play, you wouldn't think it would be that compelling, but it, it definitely was. And I can't even imagine what what it must have been like to actually be in the audience. It's incredible, and he, and like I said, you could see it multiple times. There's like there's a thing that happens at the end that you can stare at that thing, you know, waiting for it to happen, and still can't figure out how it's happening. So, it, so did, were you were you like a different uh, person, or uh, each time, like I am? Uh, yeah, I'd pick a different thing off the wall, just depending depending on what mood. Do you remember what you were? I think I got comedian once and then you know i got into some weirder i think i picked host one time uh what uh, you know it's just uh there's so many to choose from and you feel really weird like trying to stand there and read every single one of them you know was that like a parasite host kind of thing or how you know like uh you know host of a podcast oh 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 i get it okay right yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, 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 I think I picked one that said I'm a specimen. Yeah. But so to be clear for anybody who hasn't seen it, he, everybody in the audience picks a thing off the wall. that says I'm a something or other. Right. And then, uh, when they hand it in and somehow through the, you know, through the it's a magic trick, uh, cause I don't think it's a memorization trick personally, but however they do it. Yeah. I, I kind of don't want to know, but it's, yeah. it's just, it's pretty mind blowing. Yeah, he tells everybody in the audience which one they picked, you know, and when I when you see it, I don't know what happens in the movie version, but when you're there in person, they, he says, if you don't feel like participating, just stay seated. And so he doesn't call out the people that stay seated because some people, I guess, get cold feet like they pick something that's kind of right. They want the whole room to think they picked. I'm a stripper or whatever. Yeah. You know? we, yeah. In, in the movie version, he uh, tells the people that that picked like some kind of joke thing, like I'm a ninja or whatever. Like if you, if you don't really believe in, you know, what you picked, don't stand up. So that's that's what we did it for the. For yeah. The movie so movie. That's what happens is a lot of people stay seated. But I think I, the, you know, I think I stood up uh, every time just because I, you know, it's just fun to, you yeah. know, Cause he's going around the room when he gets to you, like what's, and in my case, you know, he made a little joke each time, you know, cause he knew me. Like that was the other thing is I, when I got to be Mr. Tomorrow, I was really surprised because, you know, he and I had already like corresponded and stuff. And I felt like it was going to be something where he just wanted somebody that he didn't, you know, that was a stranger. But then, you know, if you've seen the show, you, you get that. Well, sure. I could be Mr. Tomorrow. It doesn't really matter. Uh, you know. so, you, so you had to like write like write a couple pages in that book. Was that part of the homework assignment? Oh yeah, no, I like took the book home and and it's thick and full of all sorts of. Did you read it? Did you read the whole thing? thing? Yeah, I I read as much of it as I could in twenty four hours, and uh, you know, because then you have to go back the next night. With, this all sounds so crazy if you haven't seen this thing, but you have to go back the next night with the book after writing your stuff in it, and then the two of you, you know. Uh, Derek and the subject, Mr. Tomorrow or Mrs. Tomorrow or Ms. Tomorrow, would they sit there and uh, kind of go through the highlights of it? Because I wrote, I wrote way more than he like went through and told me. Now read us this part, and he told me which parts to read. I mean, it was it was a crazy experience, and you know, and he doesn't even do a trick on that person really. Like it, there was nothing for me to get blown away by because somebody else in the audience just gets this heart. I mean, it's just. I cry every single time with that, that he gives somebody in the audience like a letter from somebody. Oh my goodness. 
The, yeah. How does how how does he do that? I, you know, I have no idea. It's so crazy. It's like such an amazing. He's got such great tricks, but then it's also a really good play. All right, yeah. we've spent way too much time on this, <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I should even get him to be a guest on the show because he's he's great. And uh, in and of itself is available to stream in a place that everybody's saying we should be boycotting right now. So work that out. Um, <laughs> Thanks for your recommendations. I'm definitely going to maybe check them out. And we're going to take a very quick break. We'll be right back. No flipping. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past. And the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. We're back. It's time to play some games. Are you up for playing some games? Whee! Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, this first game we're going to play today is a game we play on the show a lot. Jen might have played it before. It's called Whose Tagline Is It Anyway? Uh, taglines from movies. Do you know what the tagline was for UHF? By any chance? Uh, I think I, I like the, uh, like on the poster, like the one sheet. Yeah, I, I or, think it was. I think it was uh, television the way it was meant to be seen in a movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I like that. Um, you know, a lot of times they're not that good, and. Um, you know, sometimes they have multiple ones because there'll be multiple posters or they'll use them at the ends of uh, uh, advertisements. And um, so these are ones that I pulled from IMDb. I'll go to the three of you one at a time. We'll start with Frank. I'll say the first letter of the movie that's the answer, just as a little extra clue because these are can be pretty difficult. And then I'll tell Frank the, the tagline. And then if uh, Frank misses it, it goes to Jen. If Jen misses it, it goes to Al. And uh, if you all miss it, we just uh, move on to the next one. Great. Okay. <laughs> this one begins with the letter T, Frank. What movie had the tagline, we all know one? We all know one. K-N-O-W. Um... Um, we all know one. Um, gee. Uh, and keep in mind, they haven't made Karen the movie yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and, and when you say T, would that, is that possibly the, or, or if there's a the, it's not. I would be more upfront about a the, because that's a lot of titles. Yeah. Um, so. Um, we all know one, um, 
Uh, terms of endearment? <laughs> <laughs> That's my bad guess. Yes, it's true, but not the right answer. Mm-hmm. Let's go on. I, I, when I started doing this first letter thing, it does, it does prompt people to just go ahead and take a stab of a movie that begins with that letter. Jen, do you have a, um, a guess? Um, so it begins with the letter T. Is that what it is? Yeah. I have a guess, but it doesn't begin with T. And it's like so strong in my head that like I can't get it on my head. Um, you can tell us what the guess is. Well, no, because then it will count as my guess, won't it? No, this is like pre-guess. It was like stepbrothers jumped into my head because I'm picturing a poster. <laughs> I'm picturing like two, like an asshole. Like everyone knows an asshole, you know? Um, I see what you mean, yeah. Yeah, um, or dumber and dumber, something like that. But uh, I, okay, let me just think. Um, I think it's going to be, oh, I'm going to take a crazy guess and say, Ted, that movie with the teddy bear and Mark Wahlberg. We all know a talking teddy bear. <laughs> we all know a talking bear. No, that's not it. Do you think mm-hmm. you know what it is, Al? Uh, I, I wanted to say Terminator because we all know a Terminator. Um, <laughs> uh, was, was it, uh, God. Um, oh, was it um, Trainwreck? That is correct. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Great answer. Great. Yeah. Wow. That is correct. Train wreck. We all know one. Maybe I didn't get that right because I am the train wreck in my life. That's why I don't know one. <laughs> Hashtag LOL comedy. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought that was that's an all right uh, tagline and uh, a terrific movie. I really enjoy that movie. Yeah. It's uh, weird they didn't say, like, you can't look away or something, because that's usually what we say about. Oh, right. Yeah. But I'm, I'm sure they knew what they were doing. It seemed to have done quite well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Jen. They could have made a lot more money with you right <laughs> They got to get you involved in these things. We're back to Frank with a new catch, <laughs> catchphrase tagline. And uh, it begins with the letter S. And uh, the tagline is, watch what you eat. Watch what you eat. Um... Uh, um, sausage party. That is correct. Wow! What? Wow! Oh, it's just a wild. Very good. Guess. Thank Very you. Good. That, that was. I've never I even heard of that movie. It's the uh, animated movie made by Seth Rogen and the the gang that. Um, based on a true story. Based on <laughs> true, true foods. Uh, oh. it's a, you know, talking. Uh, food movie, but it's, you know, it's dirty and uh, set, you know, there's sex stuff in there. And Ooh. It's, it's a fun, I think it's a fun movie. I don't know. I've, I've never seen it. Well, you should, you probably are watching what you eat then. <laughs> <laughs> since, since, since my heart surgery, yes. No sausages for you. That's right. Or, or parties, probably either, right? No, well, I didn't, didn't go to any parties beforehand, anyway. So <laughs> well, you can celebrate right now because you're on the board. You've got one point. Let's get uh, let's get Jen in the game. This one begins with B, Jen. Okay. All you need is one killer track. Hmm. Okay, so it's about it's a hit song. Is the word killer a clue that it's like a 
horror movie. B, 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 B. Oh, shit. Um, I don't have a clue, but let me just be. Just pick anything that begins with a B. Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a movie. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm stumped. That's it. That's, That's all right. You don't have to guess. No, Beyonce is my guess. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Write it down. That's incorrect. Okay. What do you think it is, Al? Uh, well, this is almost not fair because I'm a huge Edgar Wright fan. It's uh, Baby Driver. It is Baby Driver. Ah! Oh, wow. Baby Driver. And I, I love that movie. Driver with Jen. <laughs> yeah, that one I did see. <laughs> that's so funny. But they're, uh, you know, they're tricky, you know, like. Uh, you, oh, that's you know, right. We were both at that thing. Yeah, we went to the uh, a screening of it in, in New York. I got to see that one in a, in a couple different uh, settings before it opened. It was so much fun. It's such a such a great movie. Yeah, it's, it is really great. It's just amazing the way that he basically uh, 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 cuts the movie to the uh, the soundtrack, you know, yeah, like a music yeah. video. Yeah, it's not, uh, he's not showing up on the set in the morning going, which way are we going to shoot? What are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> already, already planned out because he's already got the rights to the songs. Right, right. Like it's already all timed out to the music. It's so good. I wish he'd just make a straight up musical, but I, his next movie is a horror movie and I will take it. Yeah. He just did that uh, Sparks documentary. Mm -hmm. Sparks that's true. So that's, that's how he's getting into musicals is with, uh, with a documentary about a great band. And uh, I didn't know he was doing that. You've seen that already, haven't you, Al? I have. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in it. What's it called? The Sparks Brothers. Oh, it's just named after them. Okay. Yeah. Um, no extra words, not no like colon the brother <laughs> that had the Sparks brothers talking. colon the movie about Sparks who <laughs> happen to be brothers. I've uh, I've known about Sparks for forever because I was obsessed with the movie Roller Coaster, and they are oh, yeah. the, they're the band that performs a, a big uh, opening of the roller coaster at the end of the movie. <laughs> I know who they are because I'm a band you would hire to play in a Magic Mountain or whatever. I, Morrissey loves always championed them and talked about them, and so I was a big Morrissey fan, and so then I knew of them. But so I always think it's cool when you find out about kind of obscure things from a you know a big icon that talks them up. Sparks is murder. <laughs> um, That's a deep cut joke. <laughs> I don't think it has a release date yet, though. No, they just, I think they just sold it to a focus. So uh, they're, they're saying it comes out later this year, but it premiered on at Sundance uh, last month. And I guess South by Southwest pretty soon. And then the, the wide release, hopefully later this year. Oh, I'll watch it at South by Southwest. That's awesome. Yes, so it's a. It's a featured, oh, I forget what they call it, like a, one of their featured releases at Southwest, Southwest. Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. There's so many great movies have premiered there. Um, okay, so let's go to, uh, so Al just picked up another point. So Frank, you get this one first. Uh, this begins with F, and I'm going to give you two of this movie's uh, several uh, taglines. Okay. Uh, vengeance hits home, and... One last ride. 
Wow. Um, F. Um, uh, um, oh, begins with an F. Yes. Um, yes. Yes, it does. Um, uh, Frankenhooker. I, I don't know. That was a bad guess. <laughs> Good guess. <laughs> uh, terrific F, Frank. <laughs> just we were just sitting there thinking, what what begins with F, Frank? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's a, in a in a weird way, and I know this is irrational. The the initial makes it harder in a way. Yes, you know I was I, just thinking that. Yeah, because you it kind of. If you hear vengeance, like then you think of a bunch of revenge movies, but then if it's narrowed down to just an F, you know, it, it, it makes it uh, it makes it uh, hard in some ways. What if? Yeah, that's a good point. It's just that, uh, it, you know, it's such a, such a tough game. You guys are doing great today, but, it's, you know, it has been such a tough game sometimes that I just feel like that little extra nudge might have helped. But you're right that it does. It, it, it plays a little bit of a mind game. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think this one is, Jen? Well, is it a Fast and the Furious movie? Do I need to know the number if indeed it is? <laughs> well, yeah, that is an interesting point because I think most of, a lot of them begin with F. And okay. so I think okay. that is what's going to hurt you here is not, uh, I mean, if this is a Fast and Furious movie then you'll, you'll have to know like the number. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to say the last one, which I know doesn't mean anything. So I will say five. Fast and Furious <laughs> five is my guess. <laughs> that one was just called Fast Five. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not the correct answer. Okay. Okay. Let's see what Al thinks. I, I disagree, but sh all right. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm going to sign on with Fast and Furious. I as well have no idea what number. Uh, I, I, I have no idea how many they made. I'm going to say Fast and Furious 14, FFF. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you have no idea how many they've made. That is a special kind of, uh, you know, um, like a bubble that you're in. Because <laughs> uh, they're up to uh, eight. Nine is the one that's been uh, kind of, kick down the road and nobody knows when it's going to come out. Uh, but this particular one is, uh, everybody guessed, right? This particular one is Furious 7. Oh, wow. Okay. Furious 7, yeah. Hey, I'm just proud that it was like technically the right movie franchise. That oh, no, you were really, that was really impressive. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I have one last one where I think the first, the knowing the first initial is that will actually be helpful, but maybe I'm wrong. And uh, it starts with Frank. Are you ready, Frank? Uh, yep. The tagline was for this movie that begins with the letter I, a new film by Wes Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, no, so wait, what is. Um... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, um, oh, the, oh, fuck. <laughs> um, I, um, 
Oh, it, it's oh. No, I'm like um, I'm blanking on all of his film titles now. Uh, um, um, the Istanbul Express to the Narajin. <laughs> 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 I wish I could say yes to that. Just, <laughs> well, I, 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 does, I guess it doesn't help when you make up your own titles, but uh, yeah, but it's uh, it is a fun way to play. I wish <laughs> I wish there was more of that on Jeopardy. Okay, so, uh, what do you think it is, Jen? <sighs> You know the Wes Anderson catalog well enough to. I do. I mean, I've seen a lot of them. Um, I'm trying to think if there's more than one that begins with I, and I don't think there is. I, I, it's. <laughs> I've got that hotel one on the brain too, and I can't think of the name of it. But I don't think it's that. Um, it's not Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, it's it's the Grand Budapest Hotel, right? And it's not Darjeeling Dar Express, blah blah, Life Aquatic, Royal Tenenbaums. I'd be like going through my head. Um, yeah, Rushmore, Bottle Rocket. So those are the only ones I've seen. So I have no clue. I'll just make up a name. The Sunrise um, Kingdom. The Island of Doctor Zhivago. <laughs> oh, no you, you now I, I finally figured it out. Now. Yeah, you helped. Trying to figure it out. I did. Yeah. Did you help Al? Did you? Did that help you? I I already knew it. It's one of my daughter's favorite movies, Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs is correct. Oh my God, Al! Weird Al Yankovic, you've run away with this game. <laughs> Wait, it's called I Love Dogs. Isle of Dogs, or oh, I Love Dogs. Isle of Dogs. <laughs> Isle of Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh my God, that is your next venture. Is uh, not a song parody, but a TV show parody where it's I Love Lucy meets Castaway and it's I Love Lucy and she's alone. <laughs> on, oh I'll get God, right on that. Great. Yeah, please get right on it. <laughs> Isle of Dog, I've never heard of it. It was. Um, um, it was good. I have. I've actually seen that one, and it is good. But I, I completely blanked on it. It's stop motion animated. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I try to say that it's not uh, fantastic, Mr. Fox, to remind everybody that he did uh, animated movies. Um, but uh, yeah, it's an interesting movie, and along with every other movie we just played, they all those movies premiered at South by Southwest. And I was in the uh, audience at all of those. Wow. Amongst many others, because I've been going to South by Southwest for years now and um, was, of course, had it, you know, I went last year and then they canceled the whole thing. And uh, so this year they're doing it virtually. And we did a Doug Loves Movies for South by Southwest as part of the South by Southwest comedy. And uh, all of that's going to be announced. Uh, I think the comedy announcement is on uh, March 6th. And I'll just say, because you're already listening to Doug Loves Movies, you might want to go check it out, that uh, Doug Loves Movies is going to kick off South by Southwest comedy on March 16th at, uh, I think, 6 o'clock Central Time. I think that's a Tuesday. Um, I got to take another quick break. And we'll be right back to figure out how this show is going to end. <laughs> we're back and we're 
what what do you think we should do? Al won that game last game. Congratulations, Al. Thank you. Um, should we, uh, you know, try to play this other game quickly or should we just call Al the champion? Well, I think I know how Frank and Jen would feel about that. <laughs> uh, so if everybody's all right with it, let's uh, maybe, you know, maybe go a few minutes over. Sure. Uh, sure. If need be. Um, this game, and there's another reason to play this game is because, uh, because Al is here. And I don't know if you've heard this, but I've been playing a game on the show that's named after you. And it's called Weird Algorithm. Mm. And it's about the strange algorithm that is uh, IMDb, the Internet Movie Database, because any movie, I think Jen's played this before, yeah. any movie, uh, if you look at the cast list on IMDb, uh, you can click on a thing that says refine and change the order of all the people to the, their order of popularity at that moment, according to IMDb. So what I do is I take a movie that has big stars in it that might not be as popular as some other people are right now. And uh, I take advantage of this algorithm uh, because it's, it's pretty tricky to figure out. So I will name a movie and then each one of you gets to guess which actor or actress from that movie you think would be the most popular right now. And you get points based on if you get uh, somebody that's the most popular, the second most popular, or the third most popular. Okay. Everybody will get a chance to go first, but Al gets the first one because he just won that last game. And wow, this is just... Uh, I was going to say, you know, what a coincidence, but I'm, I knew I wrote this down in both places since we were already talking about baby driver. Let's do baby driver. Who in the cast of baby driver do you think is number one right now? Well, I mean, Kevin Spacey is so popular right now, but um, <laughs> um, 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 to see his annual <laughs> video that he makes. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go with John Ham. You want some ham? I want some ham. All right. What do you think, Frank? And we'll lock all your answers in in a second because sometimes people say things that make people change their mind. Plus, you can share an answer, but you also want to be strategic about this and try to get more points. Oh yeah, because I would have I would have said what Al said, but um, you can you can just piggyback on it and get the same um, amount of points he gets. Jen could squeak in there and beat both of you. Um. Uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to say Paul Williams. <laughs> ah, nice. Nice. Because he's my favorite. I love Aww. Paul Williams. He's so, he's so great in general. And then, uh, that scene is his dialogue is so weird and mm -hmm. like how lovingly he discusses all these horrible weapons. <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. I, I, that worked out pretty great. Um, always love that guy. I love him in the uh, beginning scene and end scene of Smoking the Bandit movies. Yeah, he was uh, terrifically hilarious and a great, a great songwriter. And that documentary about him. Yeah, that was great. I saw that too. What's it called? I'm Alive? Or Still I think, Alive? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, I'm Alive, I think. And uh, yeah, it's really good documentary. Um, you know, because he was like, 
I'm watching, uh, you know, game, uh, buzzer on Pluto TV shows old match game. And when he's on there, I'm just like, he is so effed up right now. Yeah. <laughs> he's on drugs. The yeah. Whole time. Uh, okay. Um, what do you think, Jen? I'm winning this so hard. It's not even funny. Okay. It's Jamie Foxx. Oh, oh man. You're so right. You're he's so got right. a lot going on right now. He's got a new whiskeys and a sitcom. It's everything. He was right. in a Pixar movie. Come on. Right. Yep. Okay. So final answers, everybody. I'm, I'm tempted to change, but I, I got to go with my, my first gut. So I, I, I locked in. I, I, I got to okay. go ham. You're still skin of serving ham. What about you, Frank? Yeah, I'm, st I'm sticking with uh, Paul Williams. And I, I think he's still really popular despite the um, Bugsy Malone, Scott Bayo connection. Okay, this is, a, this is a, such a sad reveal. Oh. Uh, normally, I hope it would be funny, but uh, everybody that you chose is less popular than Kevin Spacey. Whoa! What? Now? If right now? Right today, yeah. And you were joking about it even. I mean, yeah. that's he's a he's a national joke. Is he is he popular because he's but a he's national still, joke? He's still not worth the points. I, I think he's just popular because whether people are looking you up for good reasons or bad reasons, it's the you know, that's the algorithm is what, what people are typing into IMDB. So it could well, be infamous, it's not necessarily like yes. <laughs> like popular, popular. Exactly. But, but I, I feel like even when we, you know, search his name for bad reasons he hasn't had a thing lately you know um so i'm just shocked he's just been laying low except for his annual video is that character that he's not playing anymore <laughs> right <laughs> wow i was so confident and now i'm not <laughs> well check this out so john ham came in at number six jamie fox is number five i don't know where paul williams is on the list he didn't finish high enough for me to write it down um, Kevin Spacey's number four. So that leaves three people from that movie that today IMDb says are the most popular. And they are in the third spot, John Bernthal. And the second spot is um, Lily James. And number one is Isa Gonzalez, who co-stars with Rosamund Pike right now in I Care A Lot. Ah! Oh. I almost said that. <laughs> I hope I said her name right. I've always looked at it and go, well, how do you say that? How do yeah. you say it, Jen? I don't say it. I was like, I know there's like a hot woman in it. And I bet, like, I didn't even know she was in <coughs> I care a lot. Like, I didn't know anything. I just was like, I bet that hot woman like got really big and it's her. Yeah, but that just uh, it just goes to show you how crazy it is that, uh, uh, you know, and, and great. Those two women are uh, getting a lot of attention. Lily James is in what's she in now? She's in something that just came out, I think. Um, oh, she's in that movie, The Dig on uh, that's also on Netflix. OK, oh. uh, let's go to round two. See if we can get some points on the board. Walk out of here with a winner or, you know, stay where we all are. Um, who gets to go first this time Frank mm -hmm. the film and I, sometimes I'll even say some of the actors that are in a movie uh, just you know just to jumpstart it and uh, so everybody knows what we're talking about so this movie is called Heartbreakers I think oh, it's I know. I'm aware of that movie comedy. 
Uh, it stars Gene Hackman, Sigourney Weaver, Jennifer Love Hewitt, and Ray Liotta, amongst others. What do you think about that one, Frank? Who do you think would be the most popular from that movie? Oh, um, oh, uh, oh, um, uh, who, who is the, um, I'm blanking on the name of the guy who's like kind of Jennifer Love Hewitt's love interest in it. Jason Lee? Jason Lee, yeah. Is that who that is? Yeah, Jason Lee's in it, and his two friends are Sarah Silverman and Zach Galifianakis. Oh, right, right. Oh. But they have small parts. They don't get to do much. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm a, because after that last round, it's like the wild, wild west, anything goes. Um, right. So I'm going to say Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, go nuts, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think, Jen? Well, part of me wants to really go nuts and say Zach, but um, I'm going to guess Ray Liotta because of, I don't know. I feel like people talk about his Chantix commercials. <laughs> uh, that guy, man, his first few movies, something wild and um, Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Like he, he really like early on really put, did that evil laugh like he has that way of like baring his teeth and laughing and, like, <laughs> and then uh and then he did that same laugh as Sulis joe in the in that sad baseball movie feel the dreams and i was like oh he's still doing the creepy laugh i guess that's just him totally beautiful <laughs> eyes beautiful eyes gorgeous that's um al I'm still trying to wrap my head around the whole uh, Kevin Spacey thing, so it's, it's hard for me to. <laughs> you know, I'm 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 gonna say, I'm thinking it's either going to be uh, Zach or Gene Hack. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Hackman. Let's go. All right. yeah, can't go wrong with Gene Hackman. No matter okay, what. so Al's got Hackman, uh, whose whose final film, as it turns out, because he seems like he's not going to make anymore, is uh, Welcome to Mooseport. That's his, that's his legacy. That, that's the mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't say that. <laughs> um, Ray Romano, though, since that movie, has become one of the best actors. He's ever. terrific. He's really good in so in, good. Um, in the Irishman, and he was very good in that um, that vinyl TV series. Best that, thing in it. The only reason to watch it, probably. He was. He was. He's. He's a good actor. <laughs> yeah, and he's and he's okay with having uh, messed up haircuts or wigs. Um, okay, so good news, everybody. So, some points are going to be made this round. Um, unfortunately, though, Ray Liotta did not make it into the top three. He uh -huh. he came in at number six. Number five was Jason Lee. Four, Carrie Fisher is in that film, apparently. I don't remember. I have no memory of her in that movie. Me neither. Uh, three is Gene Hackman. So that's worth one point for uh, Al said Gene Hackman. Uh-huh. And then Sigourney Weaver is number two. And number one, most popular right now, and I'm, it's a head scratcher, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Wow. Really? Oh, wow. I almost said her because she does a lot of those like Hallmark movies christmas movies but yeah. it's, it's past christmas yeah i don't know she's she must have some reason to be on everybody's radar uh all right so that means frank has three points 
And Al has one, and we've got one more <laughs> round, starting with Jen. The motion picture Kick-Ass, which starred, amongst others, Nicolas Cage, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, and Chloe Grace Moretz. Ass. I've never heard of it. it um, you don't know Kick-Ass? No, it's so weird. Certain things just never came across my radar. It's very violent if you can get past that. But I cannot. That, it's quite good. Um, but okay. You mentioned names in it. I'm, I'm going to use a Nicholas cage, right? Cage is in it. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm losing, so I might as well just lose all the way. Um, yeah, go for it. Would you pick? I'm going to pick Nick cage. Okay. <laughs> Even though I know I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I like it. Go down in a blaze if you have to. Oh, yeah. Kamikaze. Yeah. Al? Oh, I know who it is. I know who it is. Never mind. Not really? I, no, I don't know his name. Oh, so, okay. Go ahead. I, I, I want to I say Nicolas Cage. I mean, he would be like, for me, the logical choice. But I, I think I live in a topsy-turvy world. And um, I'm, I'm going to say uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Okay. Frank, what do you think? Um, would you happen to know who, what's the name of the actor who played like the the bad guy, the young kid who's a bad guy in it? Christopher Mintz Plas. Yeah, I'm going to say him. Okay, he didn't make the cut. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I just happened to see him in another movie the other night, so. Oh, right. It made me think. Uh, oh, you watched, um, you watched Promising Young Woman. Oh, that, I, I did watch Promising Young Woman, but, but the one I just watched was Pitch Perfect that he's in. Oh, okay. Well, he's in both of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nick Cage came in number four. Hmm. So wow. Congratulations, Jen. You got no points at all this whole game. <laughs> he was number one in Wicker Man, though. <laughs> um, and number three is uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Terrific actor. Uh, number two... Chloe Grace Moretz. Ah. That's worth two more points for Al. And then number one, because he's, uh, you know, Pietro in WandaVision, Evan Peters. Oh, my God. And that's the guy that plays the husband in I Am Woman that is one of my favorite actors who's also in Pose. I love him. That's who you were trying to tell us about earlier. I was trying to tell you about him earlier. But I know that doesn't win me this that works out great though but just I, don't, some, I don't like to leave those things hanging i'm glad we uh we fun synergy fun synergy yeah, yeah. Uh, and i and i now i now again i'm back to wanting to watch that movie because he is good um yeah he's good but we got to settle this with a tiebreaker jen between tv and weird al yeah do i have to leave be in such a position um so you don't have to mute your mic, but I'm going to uh, say one more movie. And uh, each of you, Al and Frank, guess one guess as quickly as you can, because if you say it second, it's the same person, so you'll have to pick something, something else. It's like sudden death on uh, Family Feud. Uh, <laughs> So I'm going to say the movie, and you tell me who, who you think is going to be up in that top three, but hopefully the top one. Okay. 
Star Wars, the, the Mark Hamill. first one, uh, New Hope. Uh, um, um, uh, what's his name? Harrison Ford. It's, it's an obscure name. It took me a minute. but Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill are both in the top three. Number three is James Earl Jones with the Coming to America bump. And, uh, oh, my God, they have him say uh, they have a network uh, where Eddie Murphy lives, and it's uh, ZNN. <laughs> as long as James Earl Jones was there, they had him, they had him say the. Uh, oh, that's funny! That's funny. Yeah, it was a good gag. It's some fun stuff in that movie. It's it's not perfect, but uh, number two is Mark Hamill, and number one is good old Harry Ford. That means that Frank Conniff, you've done it again. Woo! Wow! One yet again, and you can come back again next week if you choose to. I'd, I'd be delighted. Thank you. And you get to plug your stuff first. What would you like to plug? Uh, this this Tuesday, uh, just two days from now. Well, I don't know when this airs, but... Uh, uh, Mar- right. It'll be out tonight. Oh, okay. So uh, March 9th, 8 p.m., Trace Blue, you and I are doing our next um, live streaming uh, Mystery Science Theater-style movie riffing show. Um, we're riffing the movie Phantom from Space, from 1953, and our special Q&A guest will be Bill Corbett. So go to eventbrite.com. Uh, tickets are only $10, and you can pick them up there. Beautiful, and we'll see you back here, or, you know, where you are. We'll do this the same way again. All right. Next week, Jen Kirkman, part of the um, Misfit Toys network of podcasts, including mm-hmm. this show. Uh, your show is called... Not um, fun. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's called No Fun, the Jen Kirkman podcast. People want to check it out. It's a solo podcast where I just talk about what's going on in my life and my head in the world that week. It's funny, but it's honest. It's, it's all the things uh, people know what podcasts are. So, yeah, check it out. Thank you for being here. And Weird Al Yankovic. I've got absolutely nothing to plug. So, it's everybody, yes, plug. think happy, positive thoughts. That's <laughs> what a nice guy you are. Um, you've got to plug I Love Lucy. Isle of Lucy. <laughs> I Love Lucy is is a blockbuster. I can't wait for that. I think we all need mm-hmm. I Love Lucy. <laughs> um, but there is. What do you think about that? Uh, who's making the uh, Sorkin is making a Lucy Desi yeah, movie. Yeah, with uh, Nicole Kidman, right? Oh, as, right, 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 right. As, as Lucy, and I believe... Javier um, Bardem. As I, I read some of the sides for it, because my friend was auditioning, and I was helping them, and uh, it's good. Good sides? Good sides. Like, the scene, I was like... I, I have a friend who ex- who's very obsessed with Nicole Kidman, and he was like, don't, don't forget, Jen, she's not playing I Love Lucy, Lucy. She's playing Lucille Ball, who is very dark, dramatic person. I was like, oh, that's a good point. So I, when I read the script or parts of the script, I read like eight pages, but I was like, oh, I see this. I think it's going to be good. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think, I think Aaron Sorkin's a little too smart to, you know, make something that's, you know, everyone's going to, people are going to look silly, but uh, you know, off the top of my head, it is hard to imagine. Yeah. I, I kind of, um, was a little taken aback when I heard about it, but but I think Jen, I think Jen makes a good point that she's she's playing the real person, Lucille Ball, not necessarily yeah. um, the. Uh, she's gonna have to smoke a lot of cigarettes. 
<laughs> Ricky. Uh. <laughs> um, I have a question for Al before we uh, wrap this up. Yes, I got a letter from Lucille Ball. You're right. <laughs> you what? She she sent me a letter when I did the, my uh, my Ricky song in 1983. Oh she, my God, she actually yeah. sent me a letter, signed it. I've got it framed somewhere. That's that's so awesome. I remember that song? Wow. Did she and uh, she just flat out loved it? Did she say anything? Uh, do you remember any of the words she used? Not not exactly, but she she was very fond of it. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, she 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 liked it a lot. I think uh, I think uh, uh, Desi Arnaz liked it as, as as well. Although I didn't get a letter from him. <laughs> well, that was awesome. Uh, what I was going to ask you about is if you remember the last i say i close every episode now with a line the last line from a movie and you know a lot of movie last lines aren't you know they're not uh, tomorrow will be another day or whatever but you parody that in your uh, ending but do you know the the ending line of uhf uh yes i do should, uh, should i say it yes uh it's i knew she was going to say that Oh, wow, you even did the accent. <laughs> um, so that's what I'm going to use uh, uh, for today's show. But I, you know, I wasn't sure if you'd know that or not, you know. How, so you think with that movie, it'd be hard to stump you with uh, trivia questions about it? Well, yeah, you could try, but I've, I've seen that movie more than any other person in the world, probably. So I, <laughs> I'm pretty familiar with it. Yeah. And uh, like I said, it's 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 still hilarious. And uh, it's really it's really a funny, fun movie. Oh, yeah, thank you, man. Yeah. yeah. And whatever anybody thinks about anybody that was involved with it and, you know, things that have happened since, just don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> have a nice time. Half, half of the cast of that movie are either dead or legally crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a whole other. I mean, we could go on about that for a while, but. I mean, that's part of the fun, too, is to sit there and go, oh, yeah, she's... Uh, oh, yeah, I remember when they were... She's got around the bend. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you to Weird Al Yankovic and Frank Conniff and Jen Kirkman. And as always, I knew she was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room. 